Radio Theater. In the air. Dedicated to man's imagination, the theater of the mind. You know what our call letters WGN stand for, don't you? Welcome to WGN Radio Theater. Special three-hour presentation. And your hosts, Carl Amari and Lisa Wolf. All right. It is uh, program 436 in the series. This is the WGN Radio Theater. It is 11.04. To my right, the vivacious Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. What's up? Hey, we have classic radio shows for the next two hours. We're going to start things off in just a few minutes with Dr. Christian going way back to 1937. And then we'll have Myrna Loy starring in a tale well calculated to keep us in suspense. But before that, we're going to give away another year's supply of Cat's Pride kitty litter because Dan Jaffe, the CEO of Cat's Pride, and Dave Weiske, the Vice President of Customer Success of Cat's Pride, are here with us right here in the studio. What's up, Dan and Dave? How you guys doing? Good. Hi, Carol. Hi, Lisa. We're so glad to have you. We're one week late, but we're so glad to have you Good this Good to be month. here this evening. <laughs> Actually, people were like, where's yeah. Dan and Dave? Like, um, next, last, so this, right? this is our October, yeah. end of October month drawing That's conversation. Right. Exactly. We're going to give away another year's supply of Cat's Pride Kitty Litter. We'll have a drawing. And uh, folks, you can be eligible to win next month just by sending a picture in of your cat and uh, your cat's name, your name, city, and state, send it to catspridephoto at gmail.com, and we'll put you in the drawing for next month. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Cat's Pride. What's new with the product? I know it's always something going on, and you have the Cat's Pride uh, nation and all kinds of different things going on. Tell us, uh, get us up to date. Yeah, so thanks to the listeners and all the uh uh, cat litter owners, cat owners out there. We are the fastest growing cat litter in America, which is exciting. So thank you guys. So we're going to talk about something else. We also have two other numbers, one, number ones. We have the number one selling liner, which is what you would put in your litter box so you don't have to scrub it every month. And then we also have the number one selling disposable cat tray with litter in it. And it's all made from, uh, recycled materials. So we're going to talk about both. All right. And, and, uh, can they get this? Anywhere that they can get Cat's Pride? Most, there, most, places most places you can get the liners. They're almost everywhere. If you go to a you know a store and you don't see it, um, ask about it, and the uh, the folks there will try to go ahead and uh, seek and getting it in there. Very, very good. And I will tell you the features and benefits. So the liners are jumbo size, so they'll fit in any tray. They have a drawstring, so when you go to take them out, you just pull the drawstring versus having to potentially spill. And most importantly, they are a full two mils thick. They're the only two mil thick liner on the market. And the key to that is if you have a cat who has not been declawed or even has their back claws, they will tear through the liner. These are tear resistant. For sure. So, so that's why we're number one. We have over a 40 share with these liners. And uh, so tell us where you can buy Cat's Pride and the liners. Well, the Cat's Pride Cat Kit, even uh, locally here in Chicago, your CVS stores, we carry them there. Um, we're in Walmart.com, not at Walmart store. Uh, the liners are at Walmart. Um, just about almost every grocery store that sells a liner or even a pet specialty shop, you're going to be able to find it. Chewy.com, both products you can go ahead and, uh, and shop on there as well. So what's a cat kit? Is that more than just the liner? So yes, the cat kit is actually a product that I launched when I lived up in Canada. I moved up there for our business back in 1989, and we launched it in 1990. It is a tray made from recycled plastic, so that's why it's gray and not virgin resin so it's 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 
fine for the environment, and it's fully recyclable itself. But probably the worst part about owning a cat is having to clean the cat box. I mean, I don't even like to clean my own toilet. I certainly don't want to clean my cat's toilet. So this product allows you for three ninety nine to put this thing down, put whatever litter in there on top of it if you want. But when it comes time to that month or whenever you think it's time to clean a litter box, you just throw it out and put a new one down. It's it's disposable and very inexpensive. And it's great for travel, too. Again, if you're, you're getting the family and you're going up and you don't want to leave the cat at home, you bring the cat along. It's the perfect solution for in travel. We see a lot of seasonal spikes with this uh, cat kit, especially around the holidays when people are packing up in the cars and going somewhere. I watch my daughter's cat for weekends here and there, and I don't have a cat at home, but I have a cat who visits often, so that seems like a good option for me. Yes, we've talked to our users, and that, you know, behind the, the using it every single day, every single week, then we got the travel people, but then we have the people that either someone's coming to their house to watch their cats, so they'll load up on them so they don't have to do that annoying job of cleaning the tray and then not wanting to watch their cat again. Or, like you said, you keep them at home, and then when the cat comes to visit, you've got sort of kitty diapers and it's very convenient and again when you go out online specifically at chewy we sell them in five packs so basically you're buying a five pack and in that cat kit it's just not plastic there is three pounds of litter in each uh, cat kit. oh wow oh and that's got to be cat's yeah, so pride you litter just peel, <laughs> yep, the best you peel one. it off and you're good to go now a uh, cat's pride is in the green jug although you do have other other brands but uh, the the main one is cat's pride in the green jug and why is that the best litter out there. There's a lot of reasons why. Let's just touch on the points. You know, let's start with number one, we control our raw materials. So we're the only competitor that truly controls everything that's that's in the jug. So in that 10-pound jug, that's all been mined, selectively mined and processed by oil dry, so we can control the quality, rather than just going out and buying minerals and then pouring them into jugs, which is what our competitors pretty much have to do. And then we really focus on, we have this whole research and development facility out in Vernon Hills, where we have scientists who come in every day trying to figure out how to make cat litter better and we can control the odor we control the dust we control the tracking so it really is you know a very 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 good litter and then when you factor in that every time you purchase a green jug we're donating a pound of litter to a shelter across america it's uh you get a great product and you get to do something good for the industry now tell our listeners how they can help with the with a, the donation and why that's such a great thing. Sure. So you go out to catspride.com and you'll see where you can be a partner and help us and, and really go out and join a shelter. You'll be able to join a shelter. And again, when you purchase a jug of cat litter of uh, the green jug, any of our Cats Pride Ultimate Care or Fresh and Light, we're going to donate a pound. We don't wrap up that pound and send it off to the shelter you donate. Basically, they accumulate credits, and over the course of time, we we ultimately end up shipping them uh, partial uh, truckloads, in many cases, uh, you know, 9 to 10 pallets, which is awesome. Yeah, and so when that happens, those shelters don't have to spend money on cat litter. Correct. So they can take that money and save cats' lives. For sure. So it's a really, really great humanitarian effort. So go to catspride.com, sign up, and uh, nominate a shelter. Now, how many pounds of litter are you going to give away in, let's say, in 19... And uh, and what did you do in 18? Right. We started this in, uh, right at the beginning of 18, and we hit our goal. We donated 5 million pounds of free cat litter to over 1,000 shelters coast to coast. And again, joining catspride.com is free. So you just have to nominate your shelter. If you don't see it, you can do a write-in, and then we start, uh, we'll put them on the drop-down thing. So this year, our goal is 6 million pounds, and obviously, that's up to the 
the consumer and the listeners. You know, every time we sell one, we donate. So if we can sell six million, we'll donate six million. All right. So, folks out there in this, uh, hearing the sound of our voices right now, if you have a cat, do us a favor and do and do cats all over the uh, the world a favor and start buying Cats Pride because not only are they our sponsor from day one here on the WGN Radio Theater, but it's the best kitty litter and they do the most for cats. And we so appreciate what you do for us here in giving away an entire year's supply of Cat's Pride Kitty Litter. Anybody who has a cat can appreciate the cost of that as Every well. Every single month. So you do the math. Five years they've been doing this. That's a lot of that is a lot of We uh, can't do the math. Cat so we'll leave it at that. To our <laughs> listeners. So uh drum roll please. 60, five times twelve. Yes. 60. Let's do a drum roll, Higher please. Math. Let's pick let's pick another uh year winner. You ready? Okay. Dave, you got that right there. And who is the winner? The winner is Rick Sudich, S-U-T-I-C-H, I think. And his cats are Zoe and Hurley from Elburn, Illinois. Congrats. All right, Elburn, Illinois. He's got two cats. I'm sure he'll he appreciate use it. some Cats Pride. That's uh, a year's supply of Cats Pride kitty litter coming your way. You're going to send coupons, and uh, you'll be all set, Rick. So thanks for uh, entering. Make sure you enter, folks, because you'll be eligible to win next month. Send it to catspridephoto at gmail.com. Picture of your cat, cat's name, and city and state. So uh, thank you guys very, very much. Things are uh, cooking. And, Carl, congratulations for winning the championship yes, out sir. in Arizona. Went to Arizona, the played World some baseball. Series. We won the World Series. I'm uh, very proud of you. You I, were the short. Stop! I, I was the first base. That's right. Ago. We played together for years and years, and uh, and and D- uh, Dave Chozak, who pitched for us, pitched the semifinal game for us and pitched a nice. two hitter. Wow, oh, man! I'll tell you, it was a lot of fun. All right, coming up, Doctor Christian. Thanks, Dave, and thanks, Dan. Great seeing you, Thank guys. you guys. Stick around. Classic radio coming your way after these words. All right, time now. For Dr. Christian, good drama starring Gene Hersholt as Dr. Paul Christian. And this was heard on radio, seen in movies, and adapted for TV. Dr. Christian practiced in the Midwest town of River's End with the assistance of his nurse, Judy Price, played by Rosemary DeCamp. And by the mid-1940s, Lisa, this was really interesting, listeners supplied all of the scripts. The listeners wrote the scripts to this series. And there was a $500 prize if you sent in a script that they used. Rod Serling and Earl Hamner Jr., who created the Waltons, were two of the winners over the years. And it had a very long run on CBS Radio from 1937 until 1954 and was sponsored for the entire run by Cat's Pride. <laughs> by Vaseline. All right, it's time now for an episode of Dr. Christian from November 14, 1937. It's called Steve and Charlotte Dixon. Here is Gene Hersholt in part one now of Dr. Christian. Hollywood, California presents chapter two of a new air show. The star of the show, Gene Herschel, in his greatest of all roles. The title of the show, Dr. Christian. The sponsor of the show, the Cheeseborough Manufacturing Company, owners of the trademark Vaseline. For years, Gene Hersholt was one of the outstanding character actors of pictures. Then came the day that he was assigned to the part of the country doctor in the 20th Century Fox production of that name. 
and Gene Hersholt became one of the foremost stars of Hollywood. It gives us great pleasure to be able to bring to you the extraordinary gifts of this great artist in the kind of role that made him famous and that he made famous. As Paul Christian, the doctor of River's End, Gene Hersholt has in store for you many hours of absorbing, heartwarming drama to high spot your Sunday afternoons this winter. We take you now without further delay to the doctor's office where the irrepressible Judy Price, his secretary, is typing a letter. Dr. Christian is just returning from his morning calls. Any phone calls while I was out, Judy? Hmm, Mrs. Ross, she said you got the medicine okay. That's fine. And Charlotte Dixon, she's coming over to see you. Oh, uh, did you read what it said about her in the Enterprise this Mm. morning? No, I haven't had a chance to look at the paper. Well, listen to this. Local poetess wins acclaim. Mrs. Steve Dixon, whose verses have appeared from time to time in the Enterprise, has received national recognition with her poem, Penelope, which appears in the current issue of the New Arts magazine. Well, how nice. According to the editor of the New Arts magazine, Mrs. Dixon strikes a new and unique note in American poetry. There's part of the poem printed here, too. Listen to this and tell me if it gives you a lift. Penelope, with tear-dimmed eyes, watches the mocking sea. No sail appears, bringing her loved one back. A gray expanse, as empty as her heart. A mist-filled wind, as bitter as her tears. Well, say, now that's pretty good. Hello, Dr. Paul. Hello, Judy. Hello. Oh, hello, Charlotte. Come in. You're just reading your poem. Pretty nice breaking into print this way. Oh, did you like it? Well, I thought it was wonderful. But, uh... (laughs) Don't you think you should have made it rhyme? Oh, but I write free verse. Oh, don't do that, Charlotte. If it's good enough to be printed, it's good enough to be paid for. No, you see, free verse, Doctor, is the new form of poetry. And modern poetry is an expression of emotion. Something which reflects the poet's mind. Oh, you mean it's blank verse. Well, I... But then I guess I don't know much about modern poetry. No one does. It's in a transitional state. Emerging from obsolete, decadent forms as a butterfly bursts from its chrysalis. Huh? Uh, Yes, I see. (laughs) What I came in for. May I talk to you for a moment in private? Why, sure, Charlotte. Come on in here. Oh, Judy, when you finish those letters, will you leave them on my desk? Sit down, Charlotte. I hope there's nothing wrong. Oh, I'm not ill or anything like that. It's simply that you're the only man I know well enough to turn to. I want your advice. Dr. Christian, I've decided to get a divorce from Steve. Oh, so? Well, aren't you a little surprised? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't blame a woman for divorcing a man who beats her. Dr. Christian, you know very well Steve has never even spoken a cross word to me. No, not when he's sober, when when he's drinking, you know. He doesn't drink. Oh, I begin to see now. Another woman. But it isn't. No? Of course not. Steve wouldn't look at another woman. Sometimes I wish he would. Well, if it isn't wine and it isn't women, what does he do? Sing in the bathtub? Dr. Christian, I'm serious. Well, I'm only trying to find out what's the matter with Steve. There's nothing the matter, exactly. Steve's all right. Only he's so dull, so commonplace, so uninteresting. Well, now, wasn't he that way when you married him? I don't know. I suppose he was. But just the same, you love him. I don't think I did. I don't think I ever loved him. As for this ghastly town, living here is like living in chains. It's stifling. Wait. I'll open the window. 
No, no, it's my soul that's being stifled. Oh, your soul. Oh, I know I'm different from most people, Dr. Christian, but I can't help it. I'm like a bird in a cage here. I want to be free, free, to dance under the moon on dew-covered grass, to feel the wind ruffling my hair, the rain on my cheek. All right, but I'm warning you, you'll catch cold. Please don't kid, Dr. Paul. I need help. Oh, but Charlotte, you're talking ridiculously. A divorce for you and Steve? Whatever put an idea like that into your head? Because I want to go to the city. I want to write to have a career. Well, I still don't see why you have to divorce Steve in order to have a career. Go ahead, have your career, and then you... But that's just the point. I can't have it here. An artist doesn't create simply out of himself. He has to have the stimulus of other minds. Contact with people and surroundings which inspire him. Isn't that true? Well, well, maybe it is, but... And right. what inspiration can Steve give me? What inspiration can I find in a place like River's End? No, I've got to get away. Well, writing poetry for a living is a pretty hard job, Charlotte. I know. I expect to have to suffer for my art. Every artist must suffer. And I'd rather live in an attic and starve than go on like this. Well, this is all a big shock to me, Charlotte. I can't believe it. Can't believe that you treat Steve this way. All you do is talk of Steve. Steve. But what about me? What about my happiness? I'm entitled to happiness, am I not? Well, I suppose all of us are entitled to all the happiness we can get. Well, have you talked to Steve about... about leaving him? Yes. Only he doesn't understand. Because I have a roof over my head comfort, safety, he thinks I should be delighted. You'd be surprised how many women would be. But I'm different. You know I am. Oh, Steve and I don't talk the same language. I want you to explain to him, to tell him... Oh, no, I... no, no, I can't do that. Oh, but you've got to. He'll listen to you. You're the only oh, one... Oh, yeah, could... but you can't drag me into this, Charlotte. Oh, Dr. Christian, please. That's final. Is it asking so much just to talk to him? Listen, Charlotte, I can't take sides with you against Steve. It isn't a matter of taking sides. I'm leaving Steve anyway. But if he could only be made to realize why I'm leaving, that it isn't because of some little mean, petty reason, but for something glorious, he'd feel better about it. Don't you see, Dr. Christian? You'd be helping him, not me. Are you positively determined on going away, Charlotte? Yes, and you're sure you don't love Steve? I'm certain of it. All right. I'll have a talk with him. You and Steve be here in my office at six o'clock. Till then, you better think it over. Life is a long, dark road to walk alone. For me, the road is not entirely dark. Beyond the shadowy eastern hills, the dawn is breaking. All right, that's the first portion of Dr. Christian, a show called Steve and Charlotte Dixon from November 14, 1937. This is actually the second show in the series, the second program uh, in the series is heard on CBS, sponsored by Vaseline. You will hear Gail Gordon, a very young Gail Gordon, 
in this cast, but Gene Herschelt starring as Dr. Paul Christian. Hope you're enjoying this. Uh, let's take a quick break, then it's more on the WGN Radio Theater. Speaking of cats, Pride, don't forget, send in your picture of your kitty cat with your uh, name and your cat's name, city and state, to Cats Pride Photo at gmail.com, and we will enter you into next month's drawing. You might win a year's supply of Cat's Pride Kitty Litter. Hey, you know what, Lisa? Hey, Carl, what? Did you get your November links to the Classic Radio Club? I sure do, because I get the digital downloads with the links, and ah. I have them saved. Are they sausage on- links? I don't eat that, oh. but I do like classic radio links. Yeah, what did you get this I month? I got a bunch of shows I remember. I've got an Aldrich family. Yes. I remember there was a Dragnet. Right. There was a Jimmy Durante show. Okay. Um, trying to think what else. There was a Christmas. There was some Yeah, Christmas oh, the suspense. Thing. Yeah, there was a there was Christmas a show mixed one. in yeah. there. There was a Milton Berle show because right. I like that. Um Great Gildersleeve was on there. Yeah. I don't remember any more of them, but that's, well, that's, a, that's, good, a, good, that's a good um, amount. I'm trying to think what Plus else. Plus, you got on. liner There was notes. a Jack Benny program on oh, there, too. Yeah. So, some great stuff, a great combination of shows with the liner notes. And I will save the links because they never expire. You know, when you're in your car, you can just Bluetooth those. And, and I can listen next year or the year after, the year right. after. So, I am building my classic radio collection. That's right, folks. You can join the classic radio club. You can get 10 shows via digital download or. You can get them on five CDs in a collector case, whichever you prefer, and it's all there at the uh, website, ClassicRadioClub.com. All of the great information is there. We've been doing this, I think, about a year and a half now, so uh, we have a lot of members, hundreds and hundreds of members that are uh, part of the Classic Radio Club, and these shows are the best of the best every single month. I picked 10 shows. And you know what? It is the holiday season, and what a great gift that would be to give to someone that you think might appreciate classic radio, because this is a gift that will continue every single month rather than a one-time thing. What a great gift that would be for someone for the holidays. Yeah. Are you generous enough to give them uh, to someone, Lisa? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I no, think, I've got, I've I got think an so. in. I've got an in, so yeah. I might be able to uh, work on a deal. <laughs> it's so much fun. You know, I tell you, I get such a, a kick out of picking 10 shows every month. And then if you get the CD set, they come in a case. And on the case, there's a picture of each of the stars of the 10 shows. And it always changes the color, changes of the collection every month. And uh, great quality CDs. And the shows themselves are all full length. All the original uh, nostalgic commercials are in there. There's nothing edited out. And they're all digitally remastered. They just sound awesome. So you can uh, check it all out. Go to the Classic Radio Club website, which is Classic Radio Club. Dot com and join, and you can read some testimonials from some of the uh, some of the people that have joined. All right, when we come back from news, we'll have the conclusion to Doctor Christian. Then a little later, Myrna Loy stars on Suspense. So stick around. It is eleven thirty-three, and this is the WGN Radio Theater. Lisa Wolf and I are here every single Saturday and Sunday night, beginning at eleven, unless we're preempted. Yesterday we were preempted by. 
Uh, Blackhawks. <laughs> by Blackhawks. Uh, yeah, yeah, by two hours. Yeah. We only had a one-hour show last right, night. Right, but at least we had a show, so yeah. it didn't completely Got to play the Jack us. Benny program with Ray right. Milan. Very funny episode. And we're always here, whether they want us on or not. We're just going to hang out here. We're and- just going to sleep here. <laughs> we'll just always we'll be stay here, here and be- waiting for the games to end. Uh, next hour, also, we will be playing our game and giving away a Lou Malnati's gift certificate Ooh. at the top of the hour, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, and our in our next hour, we're going to have an episode of Suspense yes. starring Myrna Loy. Right, and you can check out our Facebook page and the WGN Facebook page for a fun fact about Myrna Loy as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. All right, uh, we're listening to Dr. Christian, the second episode in the series. Let's go back to November 14th, 1937 for the conclusion now to Dr. Christian. Just a minute. Oh, come in, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello. Oh, uh, sit down, won't you? Thanks, Doc. I, uh, I guess you know why I asked you to drop in. Charlotte has told you that she wants to get a... Oh, Doc, that's silly. I don't get what it's all about. If I've done something, why... I've told you, you haven't. No. Neither of you has done anything except to be born human beings with emotions and feelings... They don't always behave the way you'd like them to behave. But if she saw it me, there must be... Now look, Charlotte, is it because I play pool on Wednesday evenings? If it is, I'll give it up. I don't think that you... Don't be absurd. Well, then... It's simply that we're not spiritually mated, Steve. We're not on the same intellectual plane. Oh, yeah, I know I'm kind of a dumbbell, but... But if you want me to, I'll study up. I'll get some good books and... Oh, you haven't the slightest idea of what I'm talking about. It's this way, Steve. You and I are just ordinary people, but Charlotte is different. She has talent. She wants a career. She feels that it's the only way she can find happiness. Well, you want her to be happy, don't you? Oh, of course I do, Doc, but it seems to me that well, she could... she likes to go to the city, and she likes to live in an attic, and... But she doesn't have to go to the city. We've got an attic right in our house. I'll fix it up for her. I'll, I'll put in some wallboard and a radiator. It isn't exactly that kind of an attic. Charlotte is an artist. She has to suffer for her. Oh, she can suffer at home and be a lot more comfortable. Oh, what's the use of continuing this? Steve, I've tried every way I know how to tell you this without saying it in so many words. I didn't want to hurt you, but I'm afraid I'll have to. I just don't have any feeling left at all for you. Oh, no, honey. Don't touch me, please. But, Charlotte, won't you tell me what the trouble is? I just told you. I don't love you. Why? Why, there must be a reason. Love doesn't go by reason. You can't argue with your heart. I don't, that's all. Well, I guess I get it now. It's one of those things that can't be helped, Steve. Charlotte wants you to give her freedom. I don't think you'll stand in her way, will you? No, it's all right, Doc. I won't stand in her way. I think it would be a good idea for Charlotte to see a lawyer. You know, not here, but, but in the city where it can be handled quietly. I'll go tomorrow. And Steve, you... Dr. Christian. What is it? There's been an accident. Oh, oh an accident? Uh, a girl ran off the road in her car. Roy Davis and Amos Plummer bringing her in. All right, Amos. I'll oh, bring her right in my office, will you? Here, just lean on me. Her car hit a stump, Doc. Don't seem to be much damage done, but... I'm really all right. Take it easy. I, I can walk, Doctor. All right. That's it. Come right along. 
Judy, you stay here, will you? And the rest of you, wait outside. How did it happen? I don't know. Amos here. I was going along the river road on my motorcycle, and I saw this car off the road up against the stump. Well, I took a look, and there she was, slumped down in her seat. Fainted. She must have fainted at the wheel, and the stump stopped the car. Yeah. Well, I picked her up and started for Doc's office, and on the way I met Roy. I wonder who she is. I got her name off her driver's license. It's Barbara Powell. She's a girl with money and breeding, judging from her clothes. Yeah, and a swell looker, too. Didn't mind carrying her in my arms at all. (laughs) Did you leave her car there? I had to. It'll be all right. She must have been driving through to the city. A person like her certainly wouldn't find anything in this town to stop for. Except a stump, maybe. (laughs) Just a little shaken up, that's all. Well, you're mighty lucky that it wasn't worse. I guess I am, Doctor. And this uh, fainting spell, you say you never had one before? No, never. Hmm. How long are you going to stay in Nuevo End? Oh, I'd planned to stay for several weeks. It's such a beautiful town. Good. Well, then I would suggest that you drop in and see me in a day or two. And don't try to drive your car anymore this evening. Constable Plum here will take you to where you're going. Say, I'm sorry, Doc, but I just got my motorcycle. And I left my jalopy home in the garage. Oh, well, well uh, what about you, Steve? Your car's right outside, isn't it? Couldn't you see the young lady to her friends? Doc, I'll take her. Well, thank you, all of you. I'm sorry I've caused so much trouble. No trouble at all, Miss Powell. Oh, good night, Doc. Good night, Doc. Good night, and thank you again. Uh, good night, and try to keep out of smash-ups. I will. I'll come back for you, Charlotte. You needn't. I know the way home. Oh, Charlotte. Hey, Steve, you coming? Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Well, Charlotte... It's all settled now. You'll soon be free. Happy? Wonderfully happy. Now at last I can begin to live. I, uh, I hope you didn't mind me asking Steve to drive Miss Powell. Why should I mind? I'm sorry for her, that's all. He'll bore her to death. I suppose this is a pretty tame affair for you, Miss Powell. Tame? Why? Oh, I don't know. After you've lived in Paris and New York and really seen things, the River's End merchant's picnic must seem kind of silly. I don't think there's anything silly in people enjoying themselves, whether it's in Paris or River's End. Uh, You're certainly different from what I thought you'd be. (laughs) What did you think I'd be? I sort of figured you'd be a little uppity and, well, you're just natural. (laughs) Disappointed? Gosh, no. Oh, what's that little blue pennant mean? The one they've just put up over the orchestra stand. Oh, say, that means I'm lucky. Lucky? Mm-hmm. The pennant's a sign that this is a prize dance. And I'm lucky I've got you for a partner. Oh, mercenary. <laughs> so you just wanted me to dance with you so you could win a prize. Well, for that, I'll dance very badly. Oh, no, no, honest, I didn't. The fact is, I, I didn't know it was going to be a prize dance when I asked you. <laughs> the fact is, you didn't even ask me. You practically carried me off bodily. Well, with that crowd of fellas around you, I had to. You're not peeved about it, are you? Gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it seems like we've known each other for years. Let me see. It's been less than a week, hasn't it? It was a week ago last night that I drove you home in my car. I remember you you had on a blue dress and a little black hat. <laughs> and my hair was all must and my nose shiny and I looked a fright. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> you have the most marvelous memory in the world. Now, now, you're wrong. I'm dumb. Ask anybody. I think we're both a little dumb. The music stopped and here we are still dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the judge's stand. Oh, I forgot the prize. Think you're going to get it? Prize or not, I'm still lucky. <laughs> Hi there, Doc. You ought to be dancing. This is the prize dance. Oh, no, I'm I'm going to sit this one out. Dr. Christian. Oh, hello, Charlotte. 
I thought you were in the city. I just got back. Everything is arranged. Good. I think you're going to be much happier, Charlotte. And Steve, too. Why, what do you mean? Well, aren't you going to be happier? Why, yes. Yes, of course I am. Only I... Well, now that Steve has had time to think it over, I'm sure he feels much better about it. Yes, he must. Huh? Oh, don't think I didn't notice him dancing with that Powell girl. Very interested in each other they were, too. I don't understand what she sees in him. Oh, now, don't pay any attention to what people say about Steve and Barbara Powell. What they say? What who says? Why, uh, why, uh nobody. I... Oh, I, I, I meant about them dancing together. Well, they probably just met here at the picnic. Don't worry. I'm not interested in the Powell girl. She means nothing to me. Nothing. Neither does Steve. If he wants to make a fool of himself, he can go right... Ladies and gentlemen, Wait your attention, please. Quiet, please, quiet. The first prize for the handsomest couple on the floor goes to Miss Barbara Powell and Steve Dixon. Any phone calls, Judy? Steve Dixon. He's on his way over to see you. Oh. Uh, look, it's none of my business, but just why are you so interested in helping Charlotte divorce Steve? Well, now, Judy, it's this way. Charlotte is ambitious. She wants a career. She wants to go to the city and start writing. Hmm. She'll start writing soon enough. Writing home for money. Oh, you're mistaken, Judy. Charlotte has talent. Oh, uh, who says so? She does. She has something down deep inside her that burns and throbs. That isn't talent. That's heartburn. Oh, no, no. You take this too lightly. Charlotte is willing to make a big sacrifice for our career. Mm, Charlotte's always willing to make a big sacrifice, as long as she sacrifices someone else. What she needs is a good spanking. Oh, it won't be all roses for her. She's going to be hurt, too. Yes, but not in the right place. I went to school with Charlotte, and she's not the type... Christian, I've got to see you. Speak of the etc., etc. Well, of course, Charlotte. Judy, I'll be busy for a moment. Come in my office, Charlotte. Close the door, please. All right. Charlotte, what are you so excited about? Nothing's going on with the divorce? I don't want a divorce. What? What's that? You don't... It's all been a mistake. A terrible mistake. I've been thinking it over. I... Well, now, here, here, you're letting your emotions run away with you. Well, I'm surprised. You're not an emotional type. You're intellectual. What's, uh, what's happened? I've decided I can write poetry at home. I don't have to go... Now, wait. We've already discussed all that. An artist has to have contact with people and surroundings which can inspire him. You can't get that here. And you know how uninspiring Steve is. I don't care. She's not going to get rid of me that way. Get rid of you? Well, who's trying to get rid of you? That Powell girl. You know perfectly well she's interested in Steve. You can't fool me. Charlotte. Papa Paul is a wealthy, sophisticated young woman. Steve wouldn't appeal to her. I tell you, I know what I'm talking about. She's a, an adventurous. She came to River's End and we took her in and then... Then... And then she took you in, huh? Well, she won't get away with it. You wait and see. Well, I'm disappointed in you, Charlotte. Deeply disappointed. To think that you're throwing away your career, your whole life in a fit of jealousy. Just the same, I'm not going to divorce Steve. Well... If that's the way you feel, 
Oh, Judy, as soon as Steve Dixon. Oh, hello, Steve. Come in here a minute. Well, Charlotte's changed her mind, Steve. It's been a mistake, Steve. I'm not going to divorce you. I... I want you to come home. Well, uh, I don't know about that, Charlotte. You... you don't know. You see, I... I've made other plans. Oh, you can't be in love with that Barbara Powell. You just can't. There's no reason. Love doesn't go by reason, Charlotte. You can't argue with your heart. Oh. Now, please, Charlotte, you mustn't. I, I don't... Well, what I want to say is... Yes, that... Charlotte. Steve doesn't want to hurt you, but you know he might be as tired of you as you are of him. I don't care if he is. She's not going to have him. I won't let him go. Now, hold on. That isn't fair. What about his happiness? He's entitled to happiness the same as you are or anyone else. Are you going to stand in his way? Yes, yes I am. Well, I've tried to help you, and this is the way it turns out. Oh, I know. It was all my fault. You wrote a poem once about Penelope. So I suppose you know the story of Penelope. She let her husband go away from her, and she had a hard time getting him back. Well, I wish you luck. Oh, Steve, you understand, don't you? Sure. I was a long time getting it till you told me in words of one syllable. But now I understand perfectly. You don't love me. Oh, but when I said that, I... And I I'm hoping that now I've found someone who does. And what's more, she doesn't care much for poetry. Oh, how can you treat me this way? And she likes River's End. In fact, she's crazy about it. It doesn't stifle her at all. And she thinks the people here are swell. Oh, Steve, if you'll only give me another I'm chance. I'm sorry, Charlotte, but from now on, I'm going my own way, along my own road. Yes, it's like I've read somewhere. And beyond the shadowy eastern hills, the dawn is breaking. Goodbye, Charlotte. No, no, Steve. Wait. Now, what's the use? We can never make a go of it. We're not on the same intellectual plane. We're not... When... Oh, I can't keep this game up. I'm no good at it. I don't love Barbara Powell at all. Only you. Steve. Oh, darling. Darling. Steve. Charlotte. Well, it looks like I'm, that I'm not wanted in here. <laughs> Did you notice the way they went out of here? Like a pair of cooing doves. I told you not to try to help Charlotte. Oh, well... Charlotte didn't want a divorce in the first place. All she wanted was a chance to dramatize herself. She thought Everybody that... at home? Oh, hello, hello Barbara. Barbara. I just dropped in to say goodbye. Well, <laughs> I see you kept out of a smash-up. Mm -hmm. Sit down and get your breath. No, I haven't got a minute. I'm driving back to town, and I want to get there before dark. Oh, too bad you're going. It's been nice having you with us. <laughs> and I've had loads of fun. I'm glad you sent for me. What? Do I qualify as siren number one, Dr. Paul? <laughs> you go to the head of the class. You've no idea what a hard time I had getting Steve Dixon to take me to that picnic and keeping him with me when he saw Charlotte was there. And you have no idea what a hard time I had getting him to put up a little bluff this afternoon. Say, what is this anyway? <laughs> well, I left my motor running. So goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Barbara. And thanks. At same time, we won't see us again sometime. I will. So, you sent for her, hmm? Well, mm-hmm. And this whole business about Steve falling for her was a frame-up, simply to give Charlotte something to think about. Oh, now, I wouldn't exactly call it a frame-up. I only... Dr. Christian, you're a faker. Now, I've that, Judy. I'm a scientist. 
And I've just discovered a remarkable anatomical fact. What fact? <laughs> that there's more than one place where you can spank a person. And thus we conclude Chapter 2 in the story of Dr. Christian of River's End. Next Sunday at this same time, the makers of Vaseline preparations will present Chapter 3 in the story of Paul Christian, the Doctor of River's End, with Gene Hersholt in the title role. Gene Hersholt appears on this program through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. And by the way, if you haven't seen the new 20th Century Fox picture, Heidi, in which Gene Hersholt appears with Shirley Temple, you have a treat ahead of you. It is now showing at theaters everywhere. This is Arthur Gilmore bidding you good afternoon for the makers of Vaseline Preparations. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's Dr. Christian from November 14, 1937, the story of Steve and Charlotte Dixon. Episode 2 in the series, Gene Herschel starring, and also in that cast, Rosemary DeCamp, Art Gilmore doing the announcing, and uh, Gail Gordon in that cast as well. Gail Gordon, of course, was Lucille Ball's foil for many, many years. He was Mr. Mooney on TV. And you notice how they were very, they enunciated their words back in the 19, this was an early broadcast, 1937. And when you listen to 1936, 37, 38, episodes of dramas, they all talked very uppity and very, you know, uh, It enunciated. sounded a little less conversational yes. and a little more like they're acting. Yeah. Um, a I little th- more trying to sound sophisticated. Very sophisticated. And it had a different feel. Yeah. You can tell it was an early broadcast. No doubt. No doubt. By the 1940s, that kind of relaxed a little and they were more natural. Yeah. And so, like, we're going to hear a 1945 episode of Suspense, starring Myrna Loy. And there's a beautiful picture. She was a gorgeous woman. She was gorgeous. There's a terrific picture of her on our fun fact. Yeah. It's a color picture of her as well. She's just beautiful, Myrna Loy, uh, in the library book. And you'll hear that it's much more relaxed the way they talked back in the uh, in the 40s and 50s compared to the 30s. It's just, it's just the way it right. was just back then. Right, just a sign of the times. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, interesting to hear a 1937 episode of Dr. Christian. And, of course, it was sponsored by... Vaseline Preparations. preparations. I wonder what preparations... Luckily, there was not an H at the end of that. I was going to say, it sounded like a combination of Vaseline (laughs) Intensive Care and Preparation H. Yeah, well, you would know all about Preparation H, Would I really? Yes, you would, would, of course. You're an expert about that product. Yeah, probably. And, uh, yeah, it was brought to you the entire run from 1937 until 1954, sponsored by... By Vaseline, Vaseline preparations. preparations. Right. I, n- I never heard I that. I think they took that preparations <laughs> off and quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Then it's more on the WGN Radio Theater. Just a few seconds ago, you're at an Antenna TV commercial, and they play all the great classic television shows. Antenna TV is just awesome. And, you know, all of these radio shows, Lisa, I shouldn't say all, but most of these radio shows made a transition to television, and they air on 
and they air all the time on Antenna TV. So all you got to do is go to your cable, uh, your cable box, and look for Antenna TV, and you will you will see shows like Gunsmoke and Jack Benny and Burns and Allen and all of these and shows. Bewitched, that we, right? Well, that yeah, was a great Bewitched one. was never on radio. No. But, oh, you mean the ones that had transitioned? Yeah, but from what radio. I'm saying is, here on the WGN Radio Theater, we play episodes that made the transition to television. Right. And then they, they air on Antenna TV, so you I, should watch I that. I love Antenna TV. That's great. I, I appreciate you know, shows that uh, we once loved and still love today. You know, and then there was... Uh, Father Knows Best. Sure, but then in the 60s, and they started creating shows that weren't on radio, like Bewitched, Gilligan's right. Island. They were talking about Barney Miller here a little while Hazel, ago. Hazel, yeah, Out of the Class. These are great shows. Great. Dennis mean, the Menace, great stuff. I mean... Everything that they air on Antenna TV is perfect family uh, entertainment, and so they, check it they out. they air the Burns and Allen show as well, which we play here all the time they on WGN Radio do. Theater. They do. All right, in our next hour, Myrna Loy stars, I think she only appeared on one episode of Suspense. It's called The Library Book. That is coming your way in our next hour. It's from 1945. And uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Myrna Loy, she was uh, part of the um, Nick and Nora Charles member, the Thin Man, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so stick around because we'll be back. All right, five minutes after midnight here. It is Monday morning. Happy Monday, Lisa. Yes, happy Monday, Carl. In this hour, Suspense, starring Myrna Loy from 1945. Before that, though, we're going to play our game, Cat's Pride, Guess That Song. Yes, and for this hour, I have chosen your birthday year, which is 1941. No, wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, was, uh, <laughs> that was quite a that while back. We entered the war that year. 1963, Carl's birthday year. We've got a couple of great songs. We're going to be looking for a caller and giving away a $25 Lou Malnati's gift certificate. So you can call in right now at 312-981-7200 looking for caller number three and we'll be right back. Guess that song. We are going to guess that song from 1963. We have Bill on the phone to play the game with us. Hi, Bill. Hi there, guys. How's it going? Hi, Bill. Hi. Everything's just going peachy. Good. good. We're going to have a peachy little game here of uh, Guess That Song, 1963. We're going to play the first song right now. Bound by wild desire. Oh, Bill, do you know that song? Bill knows it. Sure, that's Johnny Cash singing yeah. Rear Fire. That that's is right. absolutely right. That is the only song that Carl can actually sing. Let's hear it. <laughs> Bound by wild desire. This is actually me singing. <laughs> it's in your dreams. I fell into a ring of fire. I told you it's the only song Carl can actually sing. I fell sing. into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> I went this down, for you, Carl. down, down a ring oh. of fire. Okay. Burn, All right, that's burn, good. Burn. That'll do it. <laughs> the ring of fire. All right, that's good, Carl. The ring of fire. Okay, well, we're past the song. We'll let you finish your song. Gosh. <laughs> you Gosh. Got... I th- I'm going to get a singing contract out of this. Bill, I know you it. got that one right. June Carter. 
wrote the lyrics from this song, and it's about her relationship with Johnny Cash. Did you know that, I had no idea. She felt that being around him was like being in a ring of fire because he was involved in drugs and had a very uh, volatile lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, see? Why? I had no idea. You had no idea that was his wife. It's always a great woman behind (laughs) the man. Let's hear song number two. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do you know Bill that, knows Bill? it. He knows it. Well, let uh, me ask him. That's right. Uh, yes, that's right. That is, that, that, that's exactly right. Let's hear it. Used in so many movies. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> there you go. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. I would. No, you would you cry too if I, if I did it to you. Uh, Gore was 16 when she recorded this song, which what? led to the media calling her the Teen Queen. 16. 16. It's my party, party and I'll cry if I want to. There you to. go. Bill, you are the big winner here. And uh, you have won a Lou Malnati's gift certificate, $25. Lou Malnati's is home of Chicago's best deep dish pizza, my favorite, of course. Find one of their 40-plus Chicagoland locations, or you can order online at com. Thanks so much. Wow, you did a great job. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Kyle and Lisa. Thanks so much. Take Thanks, care. Bill. All right, big winner. Uh, we have a text in line, 312-981-7200. We love getting your text. Text us. We'll be here till 1 o'clock in the morning. But right now it is time for radio's greatest series of mystery and drama, Suspense. And these were tales well calculated to keep you in suspense. This series started in 1942 and lasted all the way to 1962, considered, as I say, the best mystery drama series of all time. And it had great writers, producers, and directors. And some of the producers uh, included William Spear and Elliot Lewis. And um, William Spear was also the producer of Sam Spade Detective. So, um, yeah, you had the top, top producers, top writers, top stars. All the Hollywood stars wanted to appear on suspense. And there were nearly a thousand broadcasts. Imagine that, a thousand broadcasts in its 20-year period. And it also made a very successful transition to television. We have a show now from 1945 called The Library uh, the Library Book. It is sponsored by your favorite drink, Lisa. Roma Wines. Roma Wines. <laughs> Lisa loves Roma Wines. And it stars Myrna Loy. Here's part one of Suspense. Now, the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California presents... Suspense. Tonight, Roma Wines bring you Miss Myrna Loy, a star of Library Book, a suspense play produced, edited, and directed for Roma Wines by William Spear. Suspense, radio's outstanding theater of thrills, is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R-O-M-A, Roma Wines. Those excellent California wines that can add so much pleasantness to the way you live, to your happiness and entertaining guests, to your enjoyment of everyday meals. Yes, right now a glassful would be very pleasant as Roma Wines bring you Miss Myrna Loy in Library Book, a remarkable tale of suspense.
I'll get it, Maggie. Public Library. Hillcrest Branch. Miss Roberts speaking. I bet... No, I'm sorry. We do not carry the racing form. We do not carry even the current racing form, much less those published in 1925. I know nothing whatever of Man of War's activities. Well, you'll have to consult another source to win your wager. Goodbye. Yes? Uh, Miss, do I give my book back here? Yes, this is the return desk. Let me see. That's two days overdue. You owe four cents, Mrs. Rudnick. It's a lot of reading. My daughter read it to me nights. Here's the four cents, Miss. Thank you. Oh, it was a grand book, though. Really grand. Gone with the wind, I suppose. I personally very seldom read bestsellers. It surely is romantic. Hmm. Uh, I wonder, Miss, uh, do you know what happens on page 931? Page 931? Yes. We don't know to this day whether Scarlet, she goes to uh, Melon's party uh, for Ashley, or page 921 and 932 are missing. So we were wondering if... Uh... Missing? Good heavens, let me see. Uh, we just give anything to know if Scarlet went to the party. One moment, Mrs. Rudnick. Huh? The pages are missing. One leaf has been torn or cut from this book. This is vandalism. It's what? A page has been deliberately ripped out. I'll have to ask you for your reader's card. But we didn't do it. One moment, please. Miss Hughes. Yeah? Miss Hughes, uh, will you please look up the list price of this book, Gone with the Wind? Yeah, sure. Just a second. You see, Mrs. Rudnick, you will have to pay the cost of the book or lose all library privileges until you do. Oh, but please, Miss V, didn't do it. It's, uh, it's $1.49, Prudence. I don't pay no $1.49 because I didn't do it. How'd you find out about the damage, Prudence? Mrs. Rudnick called my attention to it, fortunately. Oh. Well, if she tore out the page, she wouldn't have told you. No. You see, Miss? But the rules... Oh, relax. Relax, Prudence. Well... Very well, Mrs. Rudnick. I'll investigate further. In the meantime, you may continue to use your card. Oh, thank you, miss. Thank you so much, and goodbye. Goodbye. Maggie, why must you interfere like that? You know the rules perfectly well. Yeah, sure, but they don't make sense. That's not for us to say. She should have reported before she took the book out. Well, now, that's silly. How could she report the page was torn out before she read the book? Well, maybe you're right. I don't know why you raise such a dust about it, anyhow. Because if I don't find out who did tear the book, I'll have to pay. And I don't want to spend a dollar and 49 cents on a bestseller. Hey! <clears throat> Take care of that boy, Maggie. Oh, okay. What'll it be? These here. You want to take these out? All of them? Sure. Here's my card. Oh. Tarzan of the Apes. Tarzan Triumphant. Tarzan and the Leopard Men. Tarzan and the Forbidden City. Tarzan the Invincible. Tarzan... Morning becomes Electra. Yeah, I'm making a radio, a walkie-talkie. Oh, look, I haven't read this myself, but uh, I don't think it's going to help you. No? It says Electra. Yeah, well, anyway, you, you, you got one too many books. Okay, I'll take the electric book out when I bring these back. I'll bring them back tomorrow, so save it. Five books and he'll bring them back tomorrow. Did you get that, Prudence? Five books and the kids... Prudence, what are you doing? It's very strange. It's really very strange. Are you still mooning over that missing page? In Gone with the Wind? Yes. You know, whoever ripped that page out also underlined words on the following page, page 933. Yeah? What kind of words? Oh, they don't seem to mean anything. Words like anyone, merrily, hardly. They've been underlined by little scratches in the paper. Hmm. 
Well, maybe somebody was cutting out cookies on top of the book. Come on, huh? It's past closing time. I've got to find out what's on page 931. Well, I can buy a copy of this book on my way home, and I will. Buy it? I thought you wouldn't spend dough on a bestseller. Well, I, I shouldn't. But this annoys me. It's vandalism. And besides, I have an odd feeling, a feeling that something's wrong. Yes, I have a definite premonition. Prudence! Prudence! Will you put that book away and come to bed? All right, Maggie. I guess you win. Oh, was cookies? No, it was words. I fastened the two pages together and made the marks back through. But these words don't mean anything either. Cure, wait, poor. I think they were cut out of the book because the marks are above and below each word. Sure, that's kid stuff. You know, cut out words and paste them to write a letter. Cut them out? Well, of course. Let's see. There's poor, your, 50, instructions, her, Melanie... Melanie. Oh, Melanie. That was uh, Olivia de Havilland in the picture. Really? I wouldn't know. Now, um, I'll start with the word 50. It's an adjective and must modify something. Oh, natch, natch. 50 health. No. 50 instructions. Could be, but it's awkward. 50 grand. Well, it's slang, but it does mean something. I'll tell the world 50 grand means something. Now, a noun must be followed by a verb. 50 grand to wait. Or to cure. I'll try that. Fifty grand to cure. That's a plenty expensive cure, that. Now her. Fifty grand to cure her. Her. Melanie. A girl's name. Melanie? Why, yes. All the other words pair off perfectly now. Your Melanie, poor health, weight, instructions. Fifty grand to cure her. That's it, Maggie. The words couldn't possibly go in any other order. Yeah. So, now you've solved the puzzle, let's get to bed. Well, all right. I suppose I have to wait until the morning to call the police. The police? Just because a book was torn? No, because it's a ransom note. Oh, prudence. But can't you see? That's what it says. Some poor girl named Melanie has been kidnapped and is being held for ransom for 50 grand. It's our duty as citizens to help her. <laughs> For suspense, Roma Wines are bringing you as star Miss Myrna Loy in Library Book by Cornell Woolrich. Roma Wines' presentation tonight in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Now Roma Wines bring back to our Hollywood soundstage Myrna Loy as Prudence Roberts in Library Book, a play well calculated to keep you in Suspense. Miss Roberts, I'm sorry I couldn't get here till this late. I'm Lieutenant Murphy from headquarters. Oh, you're a detective? Well, that's what my paycheck says, ma'am. Oh, well, of course, you're not in uniform. But uh, come over here behind my desk. I want to show you something. Yes, ma'am? Has anyone been kidnapped lately? Huh? What? Anyone named Melanie? Do you know? Why? Well, this book came back to the library damaged, and I deciphered a kidnap message from the damaged page. See? Read it. <clears throat> you, uh, you deciphered this, uh, this note? <clears throat> You're laughing at me. I want to do my duty and you laugh. Oh, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. We'll check on... 
people say. What do you know? Yes? What is it? Oh, nothing, nothing, miss. Uh, you took your glasses off, that's all. <clears throat> uh, what'd you say your name was again, miss? My name is Miss Prudence Roberts. What has that got to do with this? Well, we have to know the source of our information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this does look like a ransom note now that I look at it. Of course it does. But uh, we haven't any case on deck right now that this could possibly fit into. I never heard of a ransom note without a kidnap case. Oh, you haven't. Very well. I'm sorry I bothered you. We have to close the library now, so good evening. Uh, just a minute, miss. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to find out who damaged this book. You see this card? These are all the people who have taken the book outs. Six altogether. Mm-hmm. Lucille Baumgarten, August Beasley, Walter Evans, Well, Jeanette that's Craig. fine, miss. Uh, look, uh, maybe I could drop around and see how you're making out. Uh, tomorrow? No, I wouldn't inconvenience you. You needn't bother. Gee, miss, you... You talk such good English. No, I try to. Well... Look, could I see you home? It's pretty late, you know. I feel quite safe, thank you. The worst that ever happened to me was one night when a vulgar masher spoke to me. He said, hi, toots. Imagine. Oh. Did you have your glasses on? Why, come to think of it, that was the time I'd left them to be repaired. How very peculiar. Yeah, yeah. Say, miss, uh, how would you like to see a picture tonight with me, huh? I wouldn't think of going out with someone I've met only once, Lieutenant. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess you wouldn't, and besides, because the police of this city are obviously so inefficient, I have a great deal of work to do. Yes, Lieutenant Murphy, I'm going to be very busy tonight. Miss Baumgarten, I only wanted to make sure. You're sure the page was missing when you read it? Oh, it was missing, all right. I remember because it took me quite a while to figure out what happened. But I finally did, so it didn't worry me. Say, I'm not going to be in any trouble over this, am I? No. It was damaged by someone before you. But, miss, I didn't even read the book. I saw the name on it, see? Gone with the wind. So I thought it was about airplanes. I'm building a glider, but when I started to read it, crime Antley. I think they ought to name books so you know what you're getting. It'd save a lot of trouble. My dear young lady, a man of my age and education is aware of the value of books and cares for them properly, even novels. Yes, yes, I, I remember that page was missing. Obviously ripped out an act of wanton destruction. Mm, shocking, shocking. Okay, that's the first portion of Suspense, the library book starring Myrna Loy. A great cast of characters, Kathy Lewis, and one of our listeners recognized her voice as uh, Irma Peterson's um, roommates, Jane Stacy on My Friend Irma, and that's absolutely right. Kathy Lewis did play uh, Jane Stacy. And then there is uh, Wally Mayer, Conrad Binion. Now, Conrad Binion plays the uh, the young boy on this episode and Conrad I've had I've talked to Conrad quite a bit he's uh, alive doing well he lives in the Los Angeles area I will I will arrange to have him on the show we'll do a phoner with him within we'll try to do that this year and and probably play another show with him he did a lot of um, a lot of radio he was on with um, Arch Obler a lot on Lights Out, and he did a lot of these uh, great classic mystery radio shows. I was going to say, there are so few people that we have the opportunity to speak to who were so, you know, big in classic radio. It would be such a treat yeah. to have the, you know, chance to talk to him and get a glimpse 
in uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, he can. T- I'll play a show with him. Yeah, that and, would be great. I mean, they never remember a specific episode, but they do remember, like, let's say, being on suspense oh, or being sure. on the Jack Benny program. And so I'll uh, I'll arrange to have uh, Conrad Binion on and talk a little bit about his experiences with classic radio. Also in the cast, Joseph Kearns. Um, good CBS radio broadcast. We'll get back to it in just a few minutes, but first these words. Don't forget, when you shop at Woodman's, make sure that you take your receipt. Take a photo of it with your smartphone and text it to me at uh, Woodman's, W-G-N, at gmail.com, and I'll send you, each month we do this too, 12 classic radio shows via digital download links. So uh, new shows for November, and we do this every single month. Woodman's is one of our main sponsors here of the WGN Radio Theater, and all you have to do is shop there, take your receipt, take a photo of it, and email it to me at WGN. At gmail.com, and within 36 hours, we will send you 12 classic radio shows via digital download as a thank you for shopping at Woodman's, uh, the best place to shop. And you know what I like the most about Woodman's? Yes, I do. Besides saving money. Yes, I do. They have really big carts. Huge carts. Huge carts. And you like I to mean, get massive, in it so that I can push you down the aisle. Massive carts. <laughs> well, we should go there and I'll get in a cart. You take a picture of me in No, the I'm going to give you a nice but big long push down an aisle and see what happens. Put all kinds of food on me, though, first, <laughs> okay, right? Okay. Hey, wh- I want to know something. I'm going to ask you a question okay, first. Okay, go ahead. What are you doing August 1st of 2020? August 1st, 2020. I'll be on uh, a ship. Yes, you will be <laughs> on be a cruise ship. Sailing away. Where are you sailing away to? Bermuda. Bermuda. Hmm. What are you going to do when Bermuda, you get there? Bahama. Bahama. Eh, pretty mama. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going like... to be wearing a bathing suit That's quite a, a bit. That's a problem for me, but I'll just try to avoid I'll that have a, I'll have a shirt over it, though. You know, I'll well, have a bathing suit half. with a shirt. And yeah. uh, and I'm oh, going like to be visual. Let's I'm going to be swimming in the pool. I'll be Me at too. the health club. I'm going to be getting massages. You're going to be in the casino. I'm going to be in the casino. And I'm you're going to be, going eating to be food. exploring Bermuda. Yes, and we want all of our listeners to come with us. Learn more about Bermuda. Get to know us better. We'll get to know you better. It's going to be a lot of fun. Seven nights in uh, on a on a ship. Going to Bermuda. Right. And what islands are we visiting in Bermuda? Um, we are Hamilton and St. George. That is absolutely correct. Ding, ding, ding. And here's the other thing. Not only is it a great cruise and we're going to have some great exploring and enjoy the luxuries of Oceana Cruise Line, but we're going to have a classic radio cruise as well. So we'll have a chance to have some reenactments and trivia and contests and prizes. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope you'll check it out. Go to Keen Luxury Travel. Give them a call. 800. 800- 800-856-1155, or you can go to our website, WGN Radio Theater, and click the cruise banner. Check it what out. What is the 800 number again? 800-856-1155. Yeah, come with us to Bermuda August 1st, and that's not that far away. It's not. Uh, so, we have a limited number of rooms. Do not wait. Yeah, we got a great price, and we got a great rate, and it's going to be so much fun. Join us Come to Bermuda with us. You know what, Lisa? What, Carl? I'm afraid to ask what's going about to come out of your mouth. You know what? Next weekend, we're going to celebrate Veterans Day. On you know WGN that? Radio Theater. Yeah. I mean. And we have like all kind of veterans type of programming. It's going to be great. Okay. We have Command Performance. George Raft is the master of ceremonies, and it's... Uh, 
a really great uh, kind of a salute to our troops. Then the Alan Young show, and he um, and he rents a room to a veteran. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And then uh, Cavalcade of America, a good uh, broadcast about the about the war. And then the Lux Radio Theater, it's sort of a more of a veterans from earlier, from World War One, because it is uh, a story about aviators from World War One, And so it's going to be good. Got so, a great... yeah, we will be honoring our military veterans. Yeah, that's right. So that's next week. We're here every uh, Saturday and Sunday night, beginning at 11 p.m. We play all your favorite classic radio shows, including The Shadow and Suspense and Inner Sanctum, The Whistler, Jack Benny, Burns and Allen, Boston Blackie. That's my favorite, Lisa. I know. We play Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. That's Mike's favorite. And we play My, my Friend. Favorite May favorite, yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. yeah. My favorite husband. Because that's my favorite. Lucille Ball. But we also play favorites of our listeners yep. as well. Groucho Marx, You watching, Bet Your Life. Yep. Um, they are always asking for more I You know. Bet Your Life. That's been a real fan it's been a favorite. Real, yeah, it has. And um, I am consistently getting texts throughout every Saturday and Sunday um, asking for specific shows. We have some people who love Dr. Christian tonight, a lot of people who thanked us for that. So it's been uh, a great yeah, that's, variety. I mean, we there's not... that in a while. Dr. Christian was on the air a long, long time, but there's only maybe about 20 or 25 episodes that exist. You know, it's, it's a shame because... There was probably 500 episodes of Dr. Christian, and only maybe 20 to 25 exist. But we played one for you. In fact, the second show in the series. But right now, it is the conclusion to the library book starring Myrna Loy on Suspense. Yes, what do you want? Does Miss Jeanette Craig live here? What's that? Does Miss Jeanette Craig live here? She did. She moved. Ah. When did she move? Oh, about two weeks ago, Monday, I think. Yes, on the 17th. But she returned this book on the 18th. That book? Oh, no. I was the one that returned that for her. I was cleaning out her room and I found it. Well, I work in the public library and this book was damaged. I wanted to speak to Miss Craig about it. Oh, well, all I know is that uh, she didn't expect to go when she did. Her room still paid for her and she left most of her things. Ah, someone took sick and sent for her, they said. They called for her late one night, and off she went in a rush with two men. But if she left her belongings, she'll be coming back for them. Well, I guess she will, or she'll send for them. Uh, 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 when did you say her room would be available? Her room? Yes, I'm thinking of moving, and I like this neighborhood, and I thought... Oh, well, come right in, and I'll show it to you. Now, it's real nice, first floor. Careful, it's dark in these halls. I'm used to it, and I can roam around with my eyes shut and still... Still... <laughs> find my way. <clears throat> mm. uh, now, uh, this was her room. Come in. It's real nice in the daytime. Is the uh, closet good and deep? Well, go ahead and look. That's her things in there and some real nice things, too. I don't see how they do it being a nightclub dancer. Yes, lovely things. Huh. Funny. This monogram is M.S. and on this bag, too. Those aren't her initials. Oh, you know how it is. These girls lend each other their clothes. Probably belongs to a friend of hers. Uh, did you ever hear her mention Melanie? Hmm? Oh, no. We don't allow any eating in the rooms. Well, I'll take it. But I have a roommate. That's all right with me. Fine. I'll get her and we'll move in tonight. Tonight? 
Well, all right. I'll move Miss Craig's things into my room then. Oh, no, no, no. Leave them right here. I, I mean, um, you don't have to bother. We'll have plenty of space. The closet is so large. Oh, just as you say. And anyway, I want to know when someone comes for her things because I do want to find out where Miss Craig is. You see, I'm terribly anxious about uh, uh, the book. I really am. <laughs> Prudence, you and your mystery. We move out of a perfectly good apartment into a room next door to a pool hall. But I have to find out where Jeanette Craig is. Uh, even when the lights are out, we have that darn neon sign. Chop suey. Chop suey. But don't you think it's strange, Maggie? All her things initial M.S. instead of J.C. M. could stand for... Uh, hey. Hey, listen. What's that? Shh. Someone's unlocking the door. Holy smoke. Someone's come for her clothes. I know it. Um, yes? Uh, what do you want? Well, I, 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 well, I didn't expect this. Uh, we, we rented this room today. Uh, wait, I'll turn on the light. Now, what do you want? Well, you see, I was sent to get something. Uh, uh, How'd you get a key? Huh? I know. You've come for Miss Craig's things. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, miss, that's right. It's a good thing you rented a room because I come to pay up and settle everything. This way, it's going to be a lot easier. <laughs> this way, you can just take the things. <laughs> They're right here in the closet. I'll help you. Yeah? Well, thanks. Here. Huh? <laughs> what did you... It's quite a load, isn't it? Well, my goodness. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, miss. You'll have to make two trips. Well, thanks so. There's so many things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be right back as soon as I get these in the car. Quick, Maggie. I have to dress. Help me. Well, why didn't you ask him where the girl... Can't ask him. Now, look, Maggie, I'm going to slip out now. While he's in here, I'm going downstairs. Why are you messing in this? And I want you to cover up for me and delay him as long as possible. Oh, jeepers, what are you going to do? Come here. Look out the window. See his car down there, the long black one? Yeah, yeah, I see it. Well, I'm going to get in that taxi and follow him. <laughs> Lady, I know this game backwards. It's been 20 miles and I haven't lost him yet. Keep close watch. He may turn off in an effort to evade us. I'll see him. Hey, what's the matter? You move out on your hunt? Well, I don't blame you for being sore. But, lady, there's all kinds of angles. I beg your pardon. For instance, I notice you wear glasses. Now, there's a saying. Men never make passes at girls who wear... Please, will you confine yourself to your driving? Okay. Okay. Hey, look, he turned. Oh, hurry. Why? We're way out in the country. Oh, you said it. He's turning off again, up ahead. Probably a driveway. Pull up at the entrance. Okay. Well, this must be it. There's a house, and there's the car. Oh, what a lonely-looking place. Yeah. Now what? Well, uh, you wait here, driver. Uh, 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 one minute, lady. The time has come to tell you I got you clocked at seven bucks and 85 cents. That much? And I, I forgot my pocketbook. I, I thought so, the old game. But I have money at home. Outside. 
You heard me? Outside. That's right. Now, if you was a man, I'd take it out of your jaw. As it is. Oh, please. You aren't going to leave me. Yeah. You're going to walk. But you can't leave me here. Lady, I can't. Anyway, they might have a phone in the house. I don't even know where I am. I'll tell you where you are, baby. You're on your own. Oh, to think anyone could be so... I'll report you. Hey. Hey, you. What? Oh, good heavens. Quick, quick, come closer, please. Uh, all right. Oh, please, take me away from here. Please help me get away from here. Who are you? Melanie Stevenson. They won't let me go. I think they're going to kill me. Melanie? Ah, but where is Miss Craig? I'm Miss Craig. Oh, please, I'll tell you later, but get me out of here. Well, uh, can you climb through and drop from the sill? No, no, I'm chained to the bed. Oh, please, hurry, bring someone back with you. That's the only way I can get out of here. All right, all right. I'll run back and phone Lieutenant Murphy, and the police will... Oh, no, they won't. Come in, Toots, and stay a while. But I, uh, you see, I... Oh, hello. So we meet again. So you had a nice long ride following me, huh? Get in. Oh, but you can't... No, 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 don't be bashful. You ain't going nowhere else from here. Not even to phone your friend, Lieutenant Murphy. You've reached the end of the road, babe. Positively the end of the road. Oh, Murphy. Close the door and sit down. This is important. Okay, Captain. All right, what's up? It's a kidnapping case, Murphy. I only hope we're not too late. That man who just left my office was Martin Stevenson. Yeah, who's been kidnapped? His daughter. This is the story. She ran away from home a few months ago to work in a nightclub. Took another name. Didn't even let her family know where she was living. That's why they didn't know when she disappeared, so it wasn't reported until now. How'd she disappear? Well, her father doesn't know. But it looks like someone recognized her in the club, knew the Stevensons had dough, and grabbed her. Well, first thing the old man knows, he gets a ransom note. You know, the usual kind, words cut out of something and pasted on paper to look like a telegram. Captain, what was the daughter's name? Um, Melanie, I think. Melanie. Chief, you, you know, you should have had her order read more, like me. Huh? It's Melanie. Like, uh, yeah, like in Gone with the Wind. She's the same note. The same note. Uh, what are you raving the about? The note that librarian Miss Roberts called us about. Remember I told you? Remember what a laugh it handed us? Yeah, say, that's right. Well, she must be a pretty smart girl. Hey, maybe we ought to talk to her. Yeah, yeah, just a minute. I got her phone number. I'll call her up. Oh, so you got her phone number. Huh? <laughs> I thought you said she wears glasses. Well, I, I got it, Cap. Uh, just in case I turned up any information. Yeah. That's funny. She don't answer. Well, she might know one or two people besides you, Murph. Yeah, but she's got a roommate. Oh, well, I guess I can see her in the morning. That's soon enough. They're going to kill us. I know it. They're sure you already went to the police. They're desperate. Maybe tonight they'll do it. I guess they could kill us and still collect the ransom. But I don't think... No, they won't dare. What are you doing? Still trying to get this chain off my wrist. If I could open the padlock... Oh, darn. if you had only moved away from the window sooner, you... Hey. What's that? Someone on the stairs. They're carrying something up. Listen. 
Have you got enough, Duke? You want to pour a lot on the stairs? A lot of what? Plenty. I got plenty. What's that smell, Prudence? It's like gasoline. <gasps> oh, no. Well, they couldn't do that. Come on, Duke. Get in the car. I got to start. Oh, they're going to burn us alive. Shh. I want to hear. Be right with you as soon as I give Meech a clip in the head. Ah, why worry? The smoke will get him. Come on. Oh, no, I'm soft-hearted. Won't take a minute. Oh, Prudence, Prudence. Shh. Get under the bed, quick. That's right. Way back. Now, don't make a sound. Okay, Duke. Step on it. All right, ladies. Where are you? Oh, I don't need a light to find you. You're so attached to that bed. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Where are you? So you're being cute. Well, it ain't going to help any because... Oh, oh, you, oh, you trip me up, you little... My, uh, you bully, you unutterable bully. This is a good, strong shoe, and I'm going to... Run! Run for it! Trying to hit two helpless girls. Oh, no! Prudence, the fire, look! Oh, oh I'm getting out of here. Just have it your way, babe. Just have it your way. Melanie, Melanie, will you stop that awful noise? Oh, I don't want to die like this. I don't want to die like this. Well, neither do I, but I have my dignity. Help! Help! Hush. Please, hush. I want to see what they do. What difference does it make they're leaving? Yes, they're in the car, but a car's pulling up in front. Melanie, two cars. They've come. They've found us. The police. Lieutenant Murphy and two Carlos. Oh, listen. That's it, Lieutenant. That's the way. Jump! Jump! They've caught both of them, Eddie and Duke. It's wonderful. Lieutenant Murphy and Maggie's with him. That's how he knew. Come on, jump, Miss Roberts! We can't jump, Lieutenant. We're chained to the bed. He's coming up. Oh, but can he get through? The stairs are full of smoke. Can he get through, Lieutenant Murphy? Listen, fire won't stop him. We're in here! Over here in the corner. Where's the padlock? Right here, between us. Okay, now look, I'm going to smash you with this flashlight, I hope. Turn your face. There, that does it. It's open. Are you Melanie Stevenson? Yeah. Now look, you're going to have to jump. They'll break your fall. they got a net down Oh, I can't, I'm afraid. Your father's down there. Father? Yeah, yeah, now come on, as a girl. Up on the ledge. I'm afraid. That's right. Now don't let the fire confuse you. Just push off. That's it. Okay. Did it? Did, did they catch it? Yeah, sure. Now, next. Uh, all right. You're not afraid, are you, Miss Roberts? Afraid? Now? Really, Lieutenant Murphy, why would I... Why could I... Miss Roberts! Prudence! Well, what do you know? After all this, she faints. <laughs> It's awfully nice of you to drive me home, Lieutenant. Oh, forget it, forget it. I'm just thankful I had enough sense to try and find you tonight. How did you find me? Well, first I went to your apartment, and from there I found where you moved to. And Maggie knew which cab you took tonight, and, well, after that it was pie. It was so melodramatic the way you got there just in time. Yeah? <laughs> oh, you know, I can't get over the way you talk, Miss Roberts. Every word so clear... Just like a poem. Poem. Yeah, that's what I said. Poem. Oh, I certainly hope I'm going to see you some now that the excitement's over. Well, um... Look, look, there's a real highbrow picture showing right near your place. I'd sure like to take you to... No, I'm sorry. Well, I, I just thought I'd ask. 
But if you know of a good, fast murder picture with a lot of shooting... Miss Roberts! Can that, Miss Roberts. Prudence! Hey, hey, wait, what are you doing? I'm throwing my glasses out of the window. From now on, call me Toots. Roma Wines have brought you Myrna Loy as star of Library Book. Tonight's study in Suspense. Miss Myrna Loy will soon be seen in the Jack Skirball Bruce Manning production, A Genius in the Family. Next Thursday, you will hear Clifton Webb as star of Suspense, radio's outstanding theater of thrills. Presented by Roma Wines, R-O-M-A. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. When you drink Roma wines, do you drink the Cab or the Merlot, or what do you like? You or? know, I don't discriminate. I'm and just across the board, I'm. I'm as long as it's Roma wines, as you'll long drink as it's it. Roma wines, yeah. I'm not that uh, sophisticated. She never leaves the home. The home. home. <laughs> I never. She never the leaves home. her house without a, uh, a a few bottles. Yeah, I a few bottles of Roma. Carried in my in my radio bag. She leaves it here in the in the. I've got special hiding spaces. Yeah, yeah. she has it here all the time. She's always taking a sip of that Roma wines. <laughs> Um, that was uh, the library book starring Myrna Loy from September 20th, 1945, sponsored by Lisa's favorite potent potable, Roma Wines, uh, heard on CBS. Hope you enjoyed Suspense. It's always a great series. Suspense. And it's especially good with a you know glass of Roma wine. <laughs> it's even right. better. That's right. Uh, they make you want to drink it the way they talk about it on the show. You know, Roma. The, it's the, the greatest voice wine. is very sophisticated. Roma wine. You don't want to leave. Uh, don't leave home without leave it. Home that's without not it. it. <laughs> that's Autolite or something. <laughs> that, like that. That's that's like American Express or something, <laughs> don't right? Leave home without. Why is that in my head? Don't leave home without it. I, I don't know. What is that again? Don't I think it's like American Express or Visa or something. Is it? I'll look it up don't and I'll let home. you know. 